Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check things said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be investigating episode 1498 with John Stewart. This will be a short episode since it was a short episode of JRE and there weren't too many investigatable things said in this episode. This is the first episode of JRE I have covered where the audio quality is actually worse than the audio quality of my podcast. That is a milestone right there. The beginning of the podcast, well, really most of the podcast is the two of them rambling on in a vague sort of way about how we need more money for programs and that would solve everything. It's not clear what programs they're talking about or suggesting or how much money. These things are never specified, but this seems to be their solution of choice. But there's nothing terribly specific uh, mentioned in this podcast. Then at some point, uh, they sort of get more on track, and Jon Stewart says that less than 1% of the population is in the military. And this is true, but I thought it was interesting when I looked this up that if you were to expand this category to Americans who have been in the military at some point during their life, it's actually all the way up to 7%. And it's higher for men. If you just said men, it's actually 13%. Of American men have been in the military at some point. This isn't really like a, a fact check. I just thought this was interesting. I didn't have a lot to talk about this episode, okay? I'm kind of grasping at straws for content here. <laughs> but then later on, they do get, get into something more substantial. Jon Stewart says that the 2008 recession could have been solved by just giving all the people with underwater mortgages, money for the mortgage. And he says, why didn't they just give people money instead of giving banks money? Well, they sort of did just give people money. That's that's the thing. I think Jon Stewart just forgot because it's not even a matter of him not wanting to give, you know, his arch nemesis Bush credit. This is actually something Obama did. The Home Affordable Refinance Program, a.k.a. HARP, let people refinance and get significantly lower interest rates thanks to government intervention. Now, is that mailing people like cash money? No. But it is basically the same thing as giving people money, letting them pay a lot less, which, you know, obviously the banks would not have allowed outside of this happening. And then as for the idea in general that the government should have just given individuals money and not the banks money, it sounds great. You know, you you picture, you know, Obama handing a $20 bill to a hardworking, struggling single parent instead of a, a guy in a top hat with a cigar or something. But this would not have worked as a, as a stimulus plan because the problem at the time was that the banks were going to die in like a few weeks 
And if they did, most people thought that probably we would have been headed for the Great Depression Part 2. So if John Stewart was the head of the Federal Reserve at the time, and he had just given individuals money for their mortgages instead of the banks, the banks would have died because the individuals would have given the banks money extremely slowly in the form of their mortgage payments. The bailout money would have gone to the banks in an extremely roundabout way that would have taken forever because they would have only gotten it in small slivers every month. So most people would say that this would have like crashed the economy. <laughs> so it's it sounds great and I get where he's coming from, but it would not have worked at all. Then they talk about the Boston stand-up comedy scene from the late 80s and how everyone killed and murdered, etc. And then Rogan returns to his usual spiel about how coronavirus should really be combated by making sure everyone boosts their immune systems with vitamin D and whatever. And he says that we should be teaching people meditation because it can improve immune function. So let's put aside the fact that this is a sincerely idiotic approach to stopping coronavirus. And just look at whether or not meditation can improve your immune function. Because there is some evidence for this. A paper called Alterations in Brain and Immune Function Produced by Mindfulness Meditation concluded that, quote, These findings suggest that meditation may change brain and immune function in positive ways and underscores the need for additional research. Now, this was a small experiment. It was only two months and there were only 25 subjects, so just a small handful. But it is something. There is also another paper called, quote, Mindfulness Meditation in the Immune System, a Systematic Review of Randomized Control Trials. And it sort of looked at a ton of little things like the aforementioned paper. And it concluded that, quote, Mindfulness meditation may be salutogenic for immune system dynamics, but additional work is needed to examine these effects. Now, that's not exactly the strongest language in the world. Is this evidence so good that the government should stop what they're currently doing and instead, you know, start putting out PSAs about meditation and propaganda for meditation or whatever? Should we all just start learning meditation to stop coronavirus? You know, I'll, I'll let you be the judge of that. Later, on the health front, Jon Stewart says people are obese and diabetic because of, quote, lack of access to healthier options. Now, this is so diluted that, that Rogan actually, like, blasts him for it, too. To me, this, more than anything, shows that Jon Stewart is extremely out of touch you know he has no idea like what the life of a normal human being is like i mean where or maybe the question is who who are these obese people that do not have access to vegetables <laughs> do they live in special areas where there are no grocery stores 
What exactly what exactly does he think is the problem here? It kind of reminds me of uh, this episode of My 600-Pound Life. I can't remember where, like who the the contestant or the subject was. But they were talking to Dr. Now, the the weight loss man. And they're like, yeah, you know, I couldn't find any salads where I live. <laughs> so I had to eat burger. <laughs> and some internet fatties will tell you that eating healthier is more expensive. But it really isn't. Eating less calories will actually save you quite a bit of money. And vegetables and things are really not that expensive. Like you can buy a ton of carrots for pretty cheap. Bananas are pretty cheap. Cooking your own food from stuff from the grocery store is cheaper than eating out and it's healthier. But real talk, you know, I've been looking at the listener statistics for my podcast that that are provided to me via the uh, like web hosting service. So, I I'm looking at the stats and I can see that a lot of you guys are obese, you listeners out there. And I'm going to be honest, you need to lose weight for your own sake. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being honest with you guys. You need you guys need to lose weight. <laughs> and the okay, the last thing I'll talk about is John Stewart in this episode said that Bush said Trump is the only thing standing between America and socialism. And technically, this is true. Bush did say this. However, it was not George W. Bush, as John Stewart implies. It was George P. Bush, Jeb Bush's son. This is like a very obscure Bush that nobody knows about. How will this endorsement affect the 2020 presidential election? I really couldn't say. These things are very difficult to predict. Could George P. Bush become the third George Bush president? Again, I don't know. It's tough to make political predictions in these turbulent times. (laughs) That is all for this short episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tell all your friends about Investigate Joe Rogan. And I'll, I'll see you next episode.